Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, our privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer for such a time as this. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you again. Make us a wise and good people, Father. Stewards, good stewards of all the blessings that you have given to us. Equip us with the tools that we need to survive these tumultuous times. Grant us wisdom and patience and perseverance. Father, we are in times that are troubling. They are uncertain. But then tomorrow is always uncertain. I just ask, Father, that you will give us what we need, the wisdom to, to see the tomorrows that come, to be prepared. Father, we ask that you uh, bless today's show, bless our efforts, and Father, bless CSC Talk Radio. Father, I ask that your hand of blessing be on each and every one who is listening today. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, there's a news flash. Yesterday, the Dow jumps to a new all-time high. The S&P 50, 500 notches, six-day win streak. I mean, it just goes up and up and up. But as we all know, what goes up must come down. I'm absolutely, without any hesitant, to tell you that I am no financial wizard. But to coin a phrase from a commercial, we all see it. When, when we go to the stores or we fill up with gas, we all see it. The prices are much higher and the goods are less available. While filling up the tank, you can hear the chanting, Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! We feel a pinch, and quite honestly, we're all a little worried about tomorrow. I say, do not panic. Prepare. Have a plan. Have a plan. Do we have our guest? Okay. September 29th, we hosted the author of Universal Medical Medical Care from Conception to End of Life, The Case for a Single-Payer System, Murray Sabrin. And in that interview... He announced to us that he was gonna, he had a new book on the horizon, Navigating the Boom Cycle, an Entrepreneur Survival Guide. In his book, he had a dedication that I found kind of, um, 
kind of quaint, if that's a good word, to America's men and women who have invented, innovated, and created providing the prosperity we have today. America is known for rising above and surviving. I'm worried about surviving this mess because the current administration just keeps compiling, piling it up with stupid um, uh, American punishing. They want to punish America, it would seem, with policies, one after the other. And the good old fix-it, prop-it-up Federal Reserve live in a fantasy world of monopoly money. If you're broke, don't worry about it. We'll just print some more. Voila! Instant wealth. There's no shortage of economic theory about the causes of economic boom and bust. But we need what we need is a book that translates the theory into specific courses of action business owners should take in order to navigate it without losing their shirts. That is a quote from Thomas Wood, and he says, Murray Sabrin has filled the gap with his wise and indispensable guide. I welcome back, Murray. And, uh, Murray, we just um, welcome you back, and we need your help to get through these tough times. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Beth. It's wonderful here in southwest Florida, and we're getting ready to attend the... uh, Annual Mises, uh, Ludwig von Mises uh, Institute Supporter Summit in St. Petersburg, where I'll be giving a talk tomorrow morning on the strategy for medical freedom. And yes. that presentation will be posted next week on uh, the website, Mises.org, and their YouTube channel. And I'm excited about presenting to a large audience uh, my strategy for how we can take back our medical care decisions from the bureaucrats and the politicians and the, uh, and the insurance companies. You know, we've, we're getting hit from all different directions. And uh, your latest book on the finance, you know, I just have to admit up right front, because I am not a financial genius. I, I'm not a military genius. I don't know these things. But I can see when things are not going well. I can see when they're wrong. And uh, your book, to How to Survive That for Businesses, um, I'm real curious. I didn't read it. I'll confess right off the bat. I didn't read the whole thing. I just kind of skipped through little places, and uh, we need somebody like you to help us survive this. I appreciate you. That had a, that was quite a undertaking to write that. Well, the thing is, I've been studying the business cycle since the 1970s, when uh, 50 years ago, if you recall, in August 1971, President Nixon basically declared the federal government bankrupt because he said, all you foreigners out there that own our dollars that uh, by law – you can redeem at $35 an ounce. We can't do it because we earn up enough gold at $35 an ounce because so much money has been printed over the past 20 years, actually since the end of World War II, and uh, we've been in a fiat money world since then. And, of course, what's happened since then is prices have skyrocketed in every sector, especially medical care and education. And so uh, I wrote this book as a, a primer for business people, as a guide to help them survive the ups and downs of the economy, which are inevitable given the uh, Federal Reserve's policy of manipulating interest rates in order to, quote, stimulate the economy, which uh, works uh, in the short run, but not in the long run. And yeah. that's why we have these terrible crises. The word stimulate kind of rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> We're headed into a break, Murray. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Murray Sabrin, and we'll be right back.
subpar immune system throughout the world is probably the reason COVID-19 secured such a foothold on the population. Strong immune systems help prevent sickness. If you have a weak immune system, you might consider using Immuno 150. It was formulated to strengthen immune system. Immuno 150 contains 70 plant-dried minerals and 80 other nutrients. Go to your computer and visit Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. If you don't have a computer, call 888-316-2224 for mailed information. Prepare to be surprised because Immuno 150 is effective and produces results. I urge you to try Immuno 150 if you want to improve your immune system. For more information, visit the website Immuno150.com or call 888-316-2224. 888-316-2224. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. This is Beth Ann with Marie Sabrin, and he has written a book. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a joke with me. Everybody's written a book, but some of them are really good. And this is Navigating the Boom Cycle, an entrepreneur's survival guide. You know, you were talking about the fiat dollars. We complain about the fiat dollars uh, regularly here on the show. They have very little worth, and they just keep adding to... <laughs> they just keep printing more of it. And it's just fiat dollars or just IOUs, it seems to me, on paper. But in the work world, we have to have them. 
And in the business world, we have to survive what's going on. And I have said, Murray, that I feel like if America survives this, these next few years, if we can survive it and still be a free nation, we'll truly be the greatest nation ever. And uh, you've got a guide here to help people through that. And I, I just want you to kind of talk about your book a little bit and tell my listeners how it how they can survive this this uh, well, the, bubble the book the, the bus. Book, <laughs> yeah the book explains why we have these bubbles in the first place and it's clear to me from reading economic history uh, financial theory and looking at the data that uh, these boom bust cycles occur because central banks have this enormous power the ability to create money out of thin air if we want to get money we mortals have to go and work for it and the Federal Reserve can, and other central banks can just literally print it uh, ad infinitum, and sometimes the money becomes worthless, like in Germany in 1923, and uh, Zimbabwe recently, and Venezuela right now. So, again, we have the evidence that when central banks go crazy in printing money, the money eventually reaches its, quote, intrinsic value, which is zero. And so uh, since we don't have that type of situation in America, what we do have is this these continuous boom-bust cycles. We have the dot-com bubble. We had the housing bubble, which we know uh, hurt a lot of people. And now we're in what some people have called the everything bubble. Everything's inflated. Housing prices have gone through the roof in many communities around the country. Gasoline prices have gone up, used car prices, new car prices, food. And uh, it's just going to continue probably for another two years because if you look at the inflation cycle since the end of World War II, they typically last for about three to four years, three to five years. So in the mid-70s, we had an inflation cycle that reached the peak in 1980. But interestingly enough, this cycle, this long-term downward slope in the uh, rate of inflation for the past 40 years has been really remarkable. And now we've had an upswing. Year-to-year inflation is 5%. And that's incredible, given the fact that it was just recently 1% to 2%. So inflation can turn uh, around very quickly. And my prediction for next year is I think we may see 10% inflation next year for the first time since the late 70s, early 80s. Now, what does that mean for business people and the average consumer, average worker? Well, if you're a consumer and you'll see your paycheck is shrinking every week because prices are going up, one thing people did back in the 1970s that we all lived through is you buy ahead of price increases. So you buy non-perishable items that have a long shelf life because if you buy something today that's $10 and next year it's going to be $20, $15, you've made 50% on your money if you buy that item today, and it's, that's not taxable when you buy something and, and uh, you have to replace it a year from now. So that's one thing consumers could do is anticipate uh, inflation or expect higher inflation and buy things today, and that's why I think people are going out and buying paper goods and other things that uh, – don't uh, that don't uh, perish very quickly. Now, as far as the business community goes, this is where it becomes very interesting. We know commodity prices are going up. So if you're manufacturing, you have a lot of uh, commodity inputs. What do you do with those higher costs? Can you pass them along to the next line of in the, in the manufacturing process, or do you have to eat some of those costs? And if you're a retailer and your costs are going up from the wholesaler, you pass on the uh, cost to, to your consumer. And we know consumers are very price sensitive. If prices go up, 
they may uh, hold back their, their purchases of items. So it's a very delicate balance for entrepreneurs to determine what do they do with higher price or higher costs, and labor costs are going up as well. So, again, this is why inflation is such a devastating phenomenon, because it makes life more uncertain than it already is. And uh, for business people, they have to really know how to navigate this. And the book gives you a lot of suggestions on how small businesses on Main Street can navigate the boom-bust cycle. And one thing that is kind of interesting, given the history of boom-bust cycles in America, is that sometimes the best times to be a buyer as an entrepreneur is at the bottom of a cycle where you can buy assets at 10, 15 cents on the dollar, and then in the next upswing, you can make a lot of money by either disposing of those assets assets or using those assets to increase your profits in in the business. So the book has a lot, a lot of suggestions, and that's why I took the time to really investigate how entrepreneurs react to the boom-bust cycle, and now we have COVID on top of that, the Mm -hmm. lockdown, and what that did and how that distorted the economy. And one thing I I came across is that uh, dedicating the book to entrepreneurs American entrepreneurs are very resilient, and the economy is very resilient because there's still enough economic freedom where people have the opportunity to make choices that can improve their situation, whether it's a small business or a a large corporation. And that's what the evidence is. People whose businesses got shut down by COVID retooled themselves, rebranded themselves. I have to give give several examples in the book, but two that stick out uh, uh, dramatically to me is a bicycle uh, shop that couldn't sell any more bicycles because people were in lockdown. So what were people doing? They were taking their bicycles that needed repairs, and uh, the bicycle shop owner increased his repair business enormously, and he was able to stay in business. A New England company that had a furniture company, their furniture uh, showroom was locked down. So what do they do? They started selling online, and business started booming. So again, uh, because of the Internet, a lot of businesses that would have probably gone by the wayside because of the lockdown were able to readjust their business model, and they started thriving, even though the, uh, the economy had this deep, deep implosion in the first quarter of uh, 2020. You know, with thinking of businesses and uh, the things that they need to order ahead of time, it's... Uh, you know, it's hard to figure that all out. I, I know that that's what we should do. And things are getting higher. They're getting more expensive. We have a shortage on the shelves as far as consumers, and that goes the same with businesses as far as some of the things you need in your office just to do daily work. Mm-hmm. Those things are growing shorter and shorter. And my concern is, and, and like I said, I didn't get to read your book, But my concern is that some of these things are going to be so not there. How are we going to survive it? Now, you're absolutely right. The entrepreneurs in America, America is survivors. That's what we are. But what I see now, and that is one of my fears, Murray, maybe this is just too much politics in it, is they just keep punishing the people. You know, they're they're mandating these things that are taking people out of the workforce. They're paying people not to work. Yeah. Which is taking them out of the workforce and costing companies more in order to hire somebody. You gotta, you know, you gotta beat the government to get them in there. You know, it's, it's just getting unreal. And if, and you're not the first one that I heard say that, that this inflation could reach 10%. 
And, and, and the incredible thing, it could reach even higher because uh, there's so much money in the system. The Federal Reserve last year, Beth Ann, created $4 trillion, unprecedented yeah. in human history. Just like that. <laughs> and, and, and we know historically when the money supply increases at an enormous rate, two years down the road, prices explode. Now, they're already increasing, so that means 2022 could see an explosion in prices that's going to, keep up, that's going to make a lot of people uh, look silly in their prediction that inflation is sort of moderating or not going to uh, increase anymore. But the data suggests very clearly that money supply increased uh, by 27%, I think, last year. That is the highest we've seen, I think, in, uh, in, the, in the post-war period. And they've, it's always been accompanied by double-digit inflation. Inflation. So, again, uh, for people out there listening, uh, one thing you can do to protect yourself is to buy things that uh, have a long shelf life so you can beat the price hikes. Uh, I just filled up with gasoline the other day, and I think uh, from a month ago it's up uh, 50 cents a gallon. That, that's incredible. It, it is. It's, it's, it's reaching terrible heights, and it's not going to stop. Um, when you stop producing something, and you have to buy what you're producing, it's going to get higher. You know, well, is that supply well, and demand? Is that what that's called? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, and, and the sad reality, Beth then is I'm convinced that the watching politicians make policy for the last 50, 60 years is they don't understand the economy because if they understood the economy, they would leave it alone because men and women who are uh, creators who are innovators, they know how to get goods and services to the people at the lowest possible price. That's the basic process where businesses can thrive when they can provide quality goods at prices that people can afford. And uh, look at the price of things, uh, the high-tech items that we're buying. In real terms, they're down tremendously since the 1980s when computers and laptops first came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is, this, is, this is a prime example of how the free market works to the benefit of consumers. Instead, we have this overreaching federal government that is spending, what, $6 trillion a year. Yeah, the, the more control, I, we, I hear the music, the more control they have, the less control we have. Absolutely. And uh, it, it really stifles the growth of, of American businesses. I want to talk about that a little bit when we come back. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We're visiting with Murray Sapron, and we'll be right back.
Radio. This is Jeff Ann. You know, Murray, you talked about the 70s and the 80s. And the 80s were really rough. Um, and the late 70s were really rough down on the farm. And a lot of farmers um, had to get out of the business. And even today, that they really haven't totally recuperated. Um, because of the manipulation from the government and the markets, you know, they almost have to have some kind of subsidies to actually make it on the farm. And that should not be. But we lost a lot of independent farmers back in that day, and we're still losing them. Today, Murray, that one of my questions was, and maybe you answered in your book, but one of my questions is, is there a opportunity right now, or are times too unstable for it? An opportunity right now, there's a meme going around earlier this week and last week about all these barges that are not getting unloaded with products. None of that is made in America. Is there an opportunity right now for entrepreneurs who want to start something made in America to get that up and going now if they can get the funding? I mean, I know it just doesn't happen just like that. But is there an opportunity for entrepreneurs to do that now? Yeah, in, in, in the course of uh, researching the book, uh, there are young people who really want to be entrepreneurs instead of uh, uh, checking in from 9 to 5 because they feel that uh, it's too stifling working in an office from 9 to 5 and they're going out uh, developing online businesses uh, across the country, across demographic groups. Uh, young people, I think, have, have gotten the entrepreneurial spirit because they see what happened during the last downturn. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs in the financial services sector. Uh, uh, construction sector, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera, that relate to housing. And they said, I don't want to have a, a job which may disappear in a year or two, so let me try to do something online. And uh, like I said, people are incredibly creative. I mean, that's one thing you really appreciate when you investigate the history of business in America is that people came up with ideas uh, decades ago that were benefiting from today, even 200 years ago uh, were benefiting from today because they've been improved over over time. Oh, yeah. The food industry, the clothing industry. What I, would, what I would suggest to Joe Biden, which of course he'll never take the suggestion, <laughs> is that, is that uh, one of the things that is uh, uh, the tax on American business that that is not considered a tax are all the regulations that make it very difficult for businesses to operate in a very free market economy. And this is the competitive enterprise. They do great work in showing how these regulations stifle small business. And if we didn't have these regulations, a lot of businesses that went overseas the last 30 years would come back home because uh, they would have a, a greater bottom line and they wouldn't have to feel... Uh, file all this paperwork at state, local, and federal levels, because that, that's a tax also, all this paperwork that doesn't add anything to the value to the consumer. So we need to go to a free market economy. That's what I've been advocating for the last 45 years, is if we have a free market economy, we get rid of all the, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, it's a, a non-technical term, all the garbage that the federal government throws at business, and people would be able to be free to meet consumer demands 
instead of worrying about am I filling out this form correctly and therefore I won't get a fine or maybe jailed by the by the government because if doctors fill out a wrong Medicare form, uh, put in the wrong code, they could be fined and, and be prosecuted for it. Or, or your insurance will pay, so you're stuck yeah. with the bill. I mean, that goes another direction as well. So, uh, free market is absolutely what we should do, and I think the consumers... That And I'm not calling consumers clueless because I don't believe they are, but I do think in certain productions, whether it's the food on the farm or, or another, the clothing, they fail to realize all of these things that our government puts on them. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it a permit. You can call it a uh, uh, whatever the regulation is. It is a tax. And no the foreigners it. don't have to pay that. And so I've been looking for uh, hats that are made in the USA that are just plain that I can bling them up for my granddaughters for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy anything made in China yeah. or somewhere else. I want it here, but they're so expensive. Yeah. And they're expensive. They're better. They're a better product, but they're mm-hmm. more expensive because of what our government forces these companies to do. This is why you've got to take a very um, macro approach, a, a top-down approach to see exactly what's happening. But there are people that are trying their best to, to uh, navigate the economy because uh, it's tough enough being a businessman and, and trying to figure out supply and demand. But then there's another thing about the regulations and the, and the boom-bust cycle, which um, – which surprises a lot of people, and that's what happened in 2008 when the housing prices, the housing uh, sector collapsed. Wall Street was unprepared, the housing sector was unprepared, the banks were unprepared, and boom, we had the biggest financial debacle since the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's a real possibility we could have another one by the end of this decade, and I present evidence in my book uh, when that could happen and why it's going, to, why it could happen. But in the meantime, you you got to really build up cash reserve. Remember, cash is an asset, and even though we're in uh, an inflationary environment right now, you still need to have cash, especially as a small business owner, because in, uh, you need to have three six months working capital. Because as we saw last year, a lot of businesses that were closed down couldn't couldn't um, couldn't reopen, even though they got some uh, government relief. But uh, businesses just dried up, and they weren't uh, nimble enough to meet the demands in the marketplace. And you see closed storefronts all over the place. Uh, here I am in southwest Florida. You go to a lot of these uh, strip malls, and there are empty stores all over the place because companies didn't recover. And this is this is how government is, a, is a, really an enemy of the people when it comes to the economy, whether it's the Federal Reserve depressing interest rates or getting zero on our savings when we should be getting at least 5% to match the rate of inflation. This, this, I just wrote an op-ed that uh, my publicist is trying to uh, get placed because uh, this is highway robbery. This is the inflation tax that no one talks about. No one's talking about this on uh, mainstream media where if you have a $10,000 in savings and, it, and the rate, rate of inflation is 5%, you should be getting $500 a year in interest. Instead, you're getting close to zero. That's $500 that didn't go into your pocket because the Federal Reserve is subsidizing the uh, Wall Street and the federal government that's running these massive deficits and borrowing money at close to zero interest rates. This is, I would say, criminal uh, financial crimes on a scale that we haven't seen in this country. And that's why I've written these two books on medical freedom and and helping entrepreneurs with the boom-bust cycle 
because I think I have the knowledge and I can deliver the message that enough is enough already. They've, they've <laughs> thrown everything at us for the last 50 years since Nixon closed the gold window. Uh, gold window. And the amazing thing that I, I walk away uh, in the research is the American economy currently is incredibly resilient. The question is, like a rubber band, we have the boom, the bust, the boom, the bust. So the rubber band expands, it contracts, expands, it contracts. The question is, when will when will that rubber band snap? And if it snaps, that's when the government takes over the economy, takes over our medical care, and that's why we have to push back, we have to speak out. And uh, I'm confident with all the people that I know that have been writing about the economy for the past several decades, and myself and, and others, we can provide the the intellectual ammunition, if you will, to people to write their congressmen, to write letters to the editor, to speak to local officials and say, listen, the economy is not going the way it should be because government has too much control over our lives. We need, to, we need to have control of our own lives. And so we need to restore the doctor-patient relationship, get the insurance companies out of the way, and only have catastrophic insurance. We need the Federal Reserve to stop printing money, but that's going to cause a huge contraction in the economy. So they're between a rock and a hard place because if they continue printing money, you're going to have a runaway boom, which ends badly. But if they start doing it right now, it's going to have a correction known as a recession, which is going to be painful if you're not prepared for it. So, again, uh, the government does everything wrong. There's no such thing as uh, uh, good government policy. I haven't seen it in my life. <laughs> I haven't either. And once they're there, they never go away. Well, this is why uh, the Biden administration has really crossed the line. I mean, they're giving us medical fascism and telling us we have to be vaccinated. And if you're not, you're a bad person. When there's more and more evidence coming out that the vaccinated are spreading COVID because uh, the the virus is, right. is mutating and they're the ones that are spreading mm-hmm. the mute. The it mute. is. And I hear of you. We're heading into a break. When we come back, let's sell your book, okay? <laughs> you're right. listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Murray Sabrin. He's written a book, and it's a good one. You need to get it, and we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark. From the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America, gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled, and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar Chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R. Dot com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. 
Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family, a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168 and use the promo code BETHANN to get 30% off plus free shipping. And we're visiting with Murray Sabrin. He's written a book, Navigating the Boom Cycle, an Entrepreneur Survival Guide. I think everyone can benefit from this book. Uh, Murray, let's before we get started with our conversation again, let's tell people how to get it. We did post it. We have Facebook, a Facebook following. We posted a link out there for it. Uh, let's tell folks how to get it. Well, the uh, publisher, Business Experts Press, uh, has a page devoted to the book, and uh, the good news is that by for the month of October, there's a 20% discount on on the uh, book price. So you can uh, buy the ebook, you can buy the uh, hardcover, and uh, you can uh, give it as gifts to uh, any business owners that you want for the holidays. Because uh, oh, this book, idea. I think. 
this this book is indispensable to help people understand what's going on in the economy. I have all the charts and tables to, to describe where we are in the economy, where we are in the cycle, and what signs you should look for when the economy starts turning over. And uh, you should take make plans ahead of that time because you don't want to be caught short with an economy that's in a, a tailspin and you don't know what's going on. So again, the book is uh, is basically a, a a guide for business people to not only continue to thrive during the uh, uh, boom cycle, but also to survive during the bust cycle. And it's critical for small businesses, to, uh, business owners, to know that, as well as um, as uh, corporate executives, because uh, I'm sure many of them uh, have not uh, have not studied the business cycle as I have, but they participated in it uh, in trying to make business decisions that. Uh, keep them above water when the economy turns down. So the book is basically for every business owner out there, whether they're a CEO of a privately held company or a CEO of a publicly held company or small businesses on Main Street. So uh, I'm very proud of this book because it's my first how-to business book, and um, hopefully uh, there'll be more coming. In fact, I'm, I'm currently writing another book on how business can navigate the medical insurance maze that we're in today. Oh, my, it's but, a mess, too. You know, um, you ought to sell them as a trilogy, <laughs> the three books. I want to remind everyone that if you're a farmer, if you're a rancher, you're a businessman, you're running that place, and you have needs just like anyone else. Um, any other corporation, they're incorporated too, and they need to uh, they need to know how to survive these tough times as well. And um, it's um, from the consumer on up. We've got to be smart. We've got to look to the future. You know, sometimes we just want to be that ostrich with our head in the sand. I'll pull out when it's all over, but then it's yeah. too late. You know, I'll pull my head out when it's all over, but then it's too late. And uh, we've seen it happen before. I, like I said, I remember the late 70s and the 80s. We were farming at that time and went to some kind of a conference, and they said, neighbors, neighboring farmers, will be, you'll be missing a neighbor in the future. We didn't think it'd be us, but it was. And, um, you know, it happens. So you've got to be wise. You've got to think about what's happening ahead of time and prepare for it. So well, that's I'm, I'm, I, go ahead, sir. No, that's why the Boy Scouts had it, had it very simple. Be prepared. And this book helps you uh, get prepared for any storm that's coming down the pipe. Now, it doesn't guarantee that you will survive, but it certainly gives you a leg up on your competition who, who are uh, unaware of what's going on. And that's why I think this book is invaluable. I mean, you can read it over and over again to glean the insights that people have um, have applauded me for writing this book. And uh, it, it, it takes everyone through the step-by-steps that you t- what to look for and how to really prosper and, and do what businesses do best, provide value to consumer. That's their mission. If that's not their mission, then they're in the wrong then they're wrong. They're not going to survive anyway. They're not going to survive. People are very savvy today. For example, uh, uh, when we moved to Southwest Florida, we had to buy a whole bunch of stuff for the house, as you know, uh, apartment, <laughs> and we went to Best Buy. And uh, we love Best Buy because they did us well when one of our uh, appliances went bad and they refunded us the whole money, which is fantastic, several years after we bought the item. So we're, we're Best Buy aficionados. Anyway, when you go to Best Buy, they have a price match guarantee. So you can go online, 
check out all the prices online for a product you want, go to Best Buy, and they'll match it. So you don't have to run around uh, to different stores to get the best price because Best Buy will match it. And um, this is what's happened. This is why the Internet is so great for the consumer because you can see at your fingertips all the prices that are out there. And when you have that type of uh, transparency and uh, competition, the consumer will benefit enormously. Now, the challenge for us right now is the inflation that's that started bubbling up um, this year. And like I pointed out, Beth Ann, it's going to get worse because the huge money supply of two years ago is starting to filter through the economy. And I know a lot about that because 40 years ago, my, I, I was awarded my doctorate at Rutgers on a dissertation that talked about how money flows through the system and raises prices across the country. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing this now. Now, the interesting thing that's happening right now is that prices are starting to rise, not only in the big cities, but in medium-sized cities as people leave the big cities and bid up the price of real estate in small and medium-sized towns. And with the money that they're coming in, they're starting to raise prices of uh, ordinary goods and services as well. So we're seeing a, a really interesting phenomenon, which I think economists uh, are starting to appreciate, that so much money has thrown, been thrown at this economy by the Federal Reserve that prices all over the country are starting to increase at a rate that, that they probably never thought would, would be possible. You know, um, I was just thinking about the prices and the uh, inflation and I have interviewed people in the past that talk about inflation being a hidden tax. People don't think of it as a tax. But as prices get higher, you pay more tax as well. And yes. uh, it's, you know, we need to do another show on how this uh, this trillion-dollar uh, bill that they're trying to pass is, is it's all paid for. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's not going to cost us a dime. It's all paid for, you know. <laughs> I mean, you Free. Always look out for when they say free. The, the financial illiteracy in Washington, D.C. is breathtaking. I wouldn't expect my und- when I taught my undergraduate students to say the things that come out of the mouth of Joe Biden and uh, the Democrats in, in Congress. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable what they're saying about the economy. They have no appreciation because none of them, none of them have run a business. Or, or do they, well, that's true. Or do you think they think that the consumer, that the American people are that stupid that we're going to buy that? Well, that we're going to believe what they say. Because I don't think anybody's buying it right now. We've been to the stores. Yes, yes. We've yes. seen the empty shelves, and we've yes. filled up with gas, and we've seen what that's doing. Yes. Uh, we're not we're not stupid. I mean, I'm no genius, but I can figure that much out. Well, the, the problem that I have in, with the political situation, Beth Ann, is the Republicans are saying it's Biden's inflation. No, it's the Federal Reserve's inflation. You it's got it. It. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the president. Who's that? Because inflation has roared on the both Republicans and Democrats. And to blame uh, when one party blames the other, they're playing politics. They're not you bet they honest. are. They're not, they're not being honest with the American people. It's the Federal Reserve. Trump said this in 2015 when he was running for president. The Fed has created a big bubble. So what do you do and with it? Uh, when the Federal Reserve started raising interest rates in 2019, he blessed the Fed for raising interest rates to, to stem the inflation <laughs> that was occur, uh, occurring. And so, uh, unfortunately, uh, COVID really knocked him out of the it box. Did. But I'm, I'm, we're about out of time. And, Murray, sure. I want everyone to get your book. And I wanted to say that um, this, this mess that we're in, this Federal Reserve, Congress created that, too. 
Well, yeah. Well, that's why the bankers throughout American history have been the most powerful group in society. Absolutely. Outside the government. Absolutely. Murray, we are out of time. Fastest hour of the day. Thank you so much. God bless you for what you're doing. We will push the book. We'll have you back again. We've got to Thank keep on so track because Americans need encouragement, and we need somebody to put fire under us so we keep going. Thank you so much. You've been listening to CSE Talk Radio with Beth Ann, and you know what I'm going to say. we got to work together to bring America home. Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character, where educating both hearts and minds brings about academic excellence. There is a school in American Fork where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. Based on LDS principles and a love of country, now in our 39th year, American Heritage School is accepting fall enrollment for kindergarten through high school. What would you do for your child? Give them an education that will prepare them for life. Located east of the Temple in American Fork, American Heritage School is a remarkable and affordable alternative. Visit us, find us online, or in the yellow pages. American Heritage School in American Fork. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.